Unprecedented. 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 Unprecedented times. And we are rolling. Rolling. Hi guys, you are listening to episode two of Easy Peasy Quarantini. I'm Caitlin. I'm Tash. And this week we're talking about love on the front line. But before we get started, we just want to thank everyone for tuning in to our first episode. We had loads of great feedback and I don't know about you Tash, but I was very nervous about... I was also very nervous. Thank you so much to everyone who listened and took the time to send us really nice messages. If you haven't listened to that episode, then what have you been doing? Go back now. It's definitely worth a listen. We've heard it from many, many people. And I think I got some quite... I mean, obviously, I got some great feedback, but Mm -hmm. I got some quite funny feedback. Yeah, what did your friend say? So this is my my all-time favourite. He said, I think the pitying yourself because you're single vibe is quite funny, and you should stick with that. (laughs) So thanks. That wasn't on purpose, but we're going to roll with it. Not quite the vibe we were going for, but, you know, we'll lean into it. Also, another great bit of feedback I had was was a question, actually. Are you going to use coasters next time? Yes. The answer is the yes. The answer is yes. We've got some makeshift coasters. We're using books. <laughs> who owns coasters? <laughs> we're not millionaires. Um, thanks to Deirdre, who suggested we drink more wine. Absolutely we, fine. I'm on the gin and tonic yeah. tonight, so... To anyone who saw our follow-up Instagram pictures, apparently we need to clean our shower. Sorry about that. <laughs> so, yeah, today we were going to speak to our housemate, Nat, who is a doctor, about being in the NHS and being on the front line and what that's like at the moment. What you guys all said was that you really love the dating angle and you basically just want to hear about our, what was it? Tragic, Tragic love life. <laughs> so that's fine, you know, it gives the people what they We've want. We've got loads of stories, so that's absolutely yeah. fine. So we're, we are going to talk to Nat about what it's like being a doctor at the moment and balancing her relationship with her boyfriend. That'll be later on in the episode so coming up we've got date reports from both of us we've both had dates very exciting uh so we'll tell you how they went we are going to talk about some tips for digital dating yeah and we're also going to be talking about interesting articles we've read and tasha's going to hit us with those all important stats (laughs) i've got some more stats um hold on to your hats do you want to say that again because i told told toby (laughs) (laughs) um so first of all we are going to start the episode with our countdown and this week the countdown is all the weird and wonderful things people are doing to pass the time during quarantine yeah so top five weird lockdown activities and i'm gonna kick this off so in at number five i did a weird thing the other night i had a sound bath on zoom so my yoga teacher does these sound baths normally after yoga class and they are amazing in in normal times I'd highly recommend it it's very very relaxing when you try and have a sound bath on zoom well for me the sound just kept cutting out so it very much sounded like I was being given a sound bath by an alien and it's very disconcerting (laughs) Uh, so I was just sort of led on my bed like um, I and think I, having a conversation on Zoom is stressful enough <laughs> without having to rely completely on the like lulling, soothing sounds. Yeah, of... a crystal bath. So in at number four, the beans on toast challenge. I don't know how many people have seen this or taken part in it, but I judged one on Sunday and it was really fun. Uh, a few friends, they got together virtually and each of them created beans and toast and made it look as Michelin star as they possibly could but I have to say I was 
pretty blown away because not only did they make it look Michelin star, they also used really great techniques. There Ooh. was bean juice foam, a quenelle of flora butter. I would have preferred <laughs> Lurpak. A quenelle of flora butter sounds disgusting. Awful. <laughs> I mean, it probably all tasted disgusting, but it looked amazing. And I'm going to post the pictures on our instagram page for you all to see all style over substance john and greg would be very disappointed (laughs) in at number three some of you may have seen this i love these pictures that have been going around online recreating famous works of art in your home and so the rules are that you take a classic piece of art and then you recreate it you're not allowed to use anything that you don't already have and you're not allowed to digitally touch it up amazing (laughs) so some of them are absolutely beautiful some of them are hilarious there's a lot of dogs involved. So we're going to post some of those on our Instagram page. Some of our favourite ones. Yeah. Yes. Um, they can say, get weird. I want to get involved in this as well. Oh, yeah, let's we should do, definitely one. do one. Yes. Yeah. <gasps> do you know what we should do? Which one? You know, the, the couple with the fork. You'll know it when you see it. Pitchfork. It's yes. Been a pop is we'll it, do that. What is go- American Gothic? Check me and my art knowledge. Culture vulture. In at number two, it's themed Zoom parties. We have had some great themed Zoom parties on it. Themed Zoom parties are actually quite hard to say. Themed Zoom parties. We had a medieval themed party for our friend Bex. She's just submitted her PhD. Congrats, Bex. What a smarty pants. So she did a medieval themed quiz. Our other friend did the talent shows. Our friend played the saxophone. We We did a dance around a plant. We had a dance off with various people. We didn't win, though, which I'm quite upset about still. We're actually quite close to the bottom. But I think that's because... People had rehearsed all day and Tash and I very much did it off the cuff. So that's fine. (laughs) We put minimal effort in. Uh, And then obviously there's loads of quizzes going on. Love a good quiz name. And the ones at the moment are just brilliant. So here's some of the favourites I've heard. 111 DMC. Love that. (laughs) For the many, not the flu. Brilliant. Panic at the Costco. Panic at the Costco is my favourite one. Because I've heard Pandemic at the Disco quite a lot. Over it. We're done with that one. Panic at the Costco. And uh, have I got flus for you? (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. In at number one, we have exercise adaptations. There's been a few really interesting trends cropping up. Obviously, everyone's running, but that's boring. So hula hooping is having a huge renaissance right now. And people are hula hooping everywhere. I had a text from... hooping down the street. No, not down the street. And the safety of their own home. Hula hooping everywhere, but also people are using hula hoops as tools to keep their social distancing when they're out and about. So that people obviously can't go near them. Other people are building climbing walls in their home. And my favourite ever is elderly getting involved in more exercise Mm -hmm. we've got elderly people doing marathons in their gardens and raising loads of money for charities um which i just think is really heartwarming and some really sweet and good news which we all need right now yeah i think 94 year old woman was climbing a mountain on her stairs i think it was going to be nearly 300 times she had to go up and down so uh, I hope she's okay. Yeah, please don't put extra strain on the NHS. They don't yeah. need it right now. <laughs> but hula hooping, great. Hula hooping's good for you. So that's our top five weird things to do on lockdown. So to keep you busy on lockdown, you've all heard of the quarantini. We've got a little challenge for you uh, off the back of the beans on toast challenge. We want you to come up with a cocktail and it must include lemons. They don't necessarily have to be the main showcase, but it has to have a lemon in it. No, wait, does it have to be the showcase? I don't really, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There, there are, are no rules. rules. 
<laughs> Make a lemon-based cocktail. Post it on your Instagram with hashtag squeeze the day. Tag us and tag a friend to cheers. There'll be extra points for most creative name. We don't want to see any quarantinis in that name. Be creative, guys. We want to thank everyone for sharing the post of all of the incredible pictures of Tash enjoying all of her favourite quarantine activities. Yeah, just um, around the house, you know, doing my daily things. It's really casual. It's casual. amazing how great you look. Yeah, just I didn't, every didn't even day. know she was there. <laughs> Obviously, we were inundated with <laughs> offers, and I want to know you did go on a date. So, I did. how was it? It was really good. Yeah? Yeah. So the first thing I realised was that I was a lot less nervous than usual. I don't really get nervous on dates because I always think you can just leave. But I was less nervous than than usual. I think because it was kind of novel and, and fun and we'd kind of had a joke before that if it was rubbish, we could just pull the plug. So it didn't feel like any pressure. Then I thought, you know, when you go on a date for the first time from an app and you're so used to looking at their 2D pictures and then... Obviously, no one looks the same in 3D. And then, then this is kind of that, but less. It's like two and a half D. You know, two, and a half, two and a half-ish D. Yeah. 2.75 so, D. <laughs> so, She's so, a scientist, guys. Bear I am her. a scientist. I wasn't really sure what he was going to look like on video, but I knew that I already liked the look of his pictures. Yeah, as soon as the video started, I was like, oh, hello. So that was nice. Nice. It was a lot easier than I was expecting, and it was a lot more natural. So this is your first. This was your first ever Zoom date. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We used WhatsApp video. Um, Sorry, I've... we keep saying Zoom, but yeah. you can really use any medium, guys. You can. Don't don't put yourself in a box. <laughs> Although I would recommend WhatsApp video because it I... lasts longer than Zoom. Yeah, the conversation just flowed really well. We laughed a lot. I drank nearly a whole bottle of wine. He had three beers. We talked about music. Uh, yeah, he's a musician. We talked about everything, really. Yoga, quarantine. We did get quite deep in terms of what it's like being on lockdown. And I, I was thinking going into it, should I try and do this as just a normal date? Not mention it, you know, but it's literally impossible. It's impossible. It's, yeah, it's the main thing on everyone's minds. I mean, I know you were on that date, but you were on that date for a while and I've been really good and I have not asked you anything about this date and yeah. I've been dying to know, did you fancy him? Was there flirting? It was harder to tell if he was flirting with me or not than in real life. Mm -hmm. I felt like at the end, if it had been IRL, I definitely would have gone for the snog. But yeah, I mean, it could just have been that we hit it off and we had both, you know, got on really well. But yeah, it was really nice. You know, he sent me a song to listen to. Listen to that song. Um... You guys already have a song. <laughs> no. <laughs> there was this really awkward moment where, so on a, on a date, I quite like asking people about, you know, What's your hinge career been like so far? Because I just find it really interesting. And uh, I asked if he'd been on any other Zoom dates. And he said, oh, he said, no, he hadn't. He'd been chatting to a couple of people on hinge when everyone went on lockdown. This one girl was like, okay, let's go for a drink when lockdown ends. And then just cut off all conversation. Like, he messaged her again. She just, that was it. She was, but I was like, oh, I was like, I'm already less cool and chill than this random <laughs> hinge girl. God damn. <laughs> but that is one other way to do it. Put them all on ice. Yeah, we probably spoke for 
I think it was about two and a bit hours. And then I had to go because I hadn't had any dinner. Yeah, and we kind of left it as we'll pick it up again closer to the end of lockdown. But we have been messaging quite a lot. I have been. And then I've been sort of thinking, okay, well, what happens next? Because there's no point just having loads of first dates on lockdown. I mean, maybe there is. Maybe that's one way to do it. Just have a load of first dates. Feel it out. See who your favourites are. But then there's also been quite a few cool things online. So I read an article about dating at the moment. And a Bumble spokesperson said, as we're now entering the initial phase of physical distancing, we're expecting these and other user behaviour trends to evolve as more and more people are looking for ways to engage in one-on-one virtual connections. It turns out there's all these things you can do. So you can go on a virtual gallery tour. You can go on a walk around a city together. With people. Like virtually. But, but you can do it together. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So I think people are realising that dating during this time is going to be a real thing and if you're listening I hope it's his name hello are you gonna say his name I did ask him if he actually I asked him if he wanted a code name and he said no I would want a code name Max if you're listening do you uh, want to go on a gallery tour you heard it Max second She's date awesome. she wants more <laughs> I think the last episode really resonated with people we got quite a few messages from women and men saying that they are also in the same situation and I've had this as well you just get waves of like oh what's the point (laughs) yeah but I would say just do it you know if nothing else you have a conversation with someone who you haven't spoken to someone other than people in your house I love the people in my house obviously (laughs) Um, but it's just really fun and different and and if you hate it you can just hang up and block their number and never speak to them yeah hashtag pull the plug So I actually read a really interesting article, which is going to give these people who you've spoken about some hope. Oh, so the article is why my love life is flourishing under lockdown. Oh, yes. We aren't the only ones, Tash. (laughs) The article starts by explaining that people are reporting surges in their dating life during lockdowns surges so the lady who wrote the article madison derbyshire says that she's had more dates in the past two weeks than in the past two years bloody hell which is incredible and also same and i've had one date this week (laughs) (laughs) we are maxing out compared to Um, we're entering the fifth week of lockdown now can you believe it five weeks it's counting over a month i can't actually believe that dating apps are still booming so obviously last week you said there was a massive surge you hit Mm -hmm. us with some stats and that is still continuing march 29th tinder had its record in swipes essentially what it's saying is people are spending more time on dating apps and then also when they go on dates it's more quality time because obviously when you go on a date you know you can pick a nice venue you know you're going to have nice drinks there'll be live music or some cool dj that you're going to listen to and it's going to be fine but it's almost as if the person you're with potentially doesn't matter so much Mm. and you're just like there for a good time yeah And so what this article says is that a conversation with someone in their kitchen or their bedroom or living room is already going to be more intimate than drinks in a loud bar can ever be. Interesting. Yeah. The thing that it pointed out is that before quarantine, when people dated, I guess their motivation was to have a physical connection. So a snog or maybe you'd go back to theirs and spend the night Mm -hmm. and then hope that an emotional connection developed from that. Whereas now that is completely taken off the table. And so you're building that emotional connection first and then hoping that the physical will follow when this is all over. I mean, no one's going to be having Skype dates in their kitchen 
when their only motivation is a shag <laughs> why, exactly. why would you do that there's no point so I thought that was really interesting and that is something that me and my date also yes. talked about hey Robbie how's Let's it going hear about your um, date well he did come up with a pseudonym nice but also said that he was happy for me to use his real name so I'm going to use his real name what was the code name Teddy Looseman <laughs> I prefer okay. I prefer Robbie. Yeah. Robbie and I were talking, or he, I guess, mentioned, you know, you were saying how you felt less nervous before your Zoom dates. Yeah. He was saying how he felt more nervous before this Zoom date because, and he said, and we both agreed, that with Zoom dates, you don't have the, the distractions of loud music and drinks and, you know, going bar hopping or whatever it is you're going to do on your date. And you literally have to sit and stare at each other and talk. And speak to each other. Mm. And speak to each other and find common ground. And if you don't get on, that's actually just heading for disaster. It's and nowhere to hide. It's going to be so awkward. Again, pull the plug if you want to. And I did tell him you could. As if he would pull the plug on you. It was a great date. Yeah. It was a very good date. Yeah. It was actually the blindest date I've ever gone on. I knew nothing about this guy. We got put in a group chat on WhatsApp together. Mm-hmm. And then the person that arranged that group chat swiftly left. We started with a brief introduction, told him about the podcast, but also explained that I was genuinely dating and not just using him for... Neat. Fodder. Podcast meat. Content. <laughs> We talked about all the sadistic things we ever did to our sims when we were younger. You love talking about that. I love it. I gave him a rundown of all of the pets I've ever killed accidentally or had taken away from me because I was a very irresponsible child who never looked after my pets. (laughs) It was essentially a therapy session that he found hilarious. So I think we really connected on that level. Mm. So I also screenshotted my hinge profile and sent it to him and he did the same for me and we judged each other's profiles and told each other whether we would have swiped right on each other or not and what was the verdict so it was a yes from both of us although i did tell him that he should rethink picture number five so i hope he's (laughs) taken that into account it you know it's good to get feedback on (laughs) yeah it was a really fun and funny date that went on for three hours and i think it could have honestly gone on for longer but i was drunk and sleepy by the end of it and was like god knows what I'm gonna say next so I better cut the convo yeah I was at that stage um I also you won't be disappointed guys to hear that I also serenaded him with my recently learnt recorder song which he thoroughly enjoyed and I thought he wasn't gonna match up to my level of artistry oh right Um, But he actually gave me a cultural tour of the art in his flat that he's recently... We covered a lot of ground, but it was very, very fun. Similarly, towards the end, I just really, really wanted to be there in person so I could go Mm. in for the kill. Because that's the only bad thing about this, is when you do actually have a great date, you kind of have to be like, okay, bye then. And how did you leave it in terms of... Are you going to chat again? Are you going to have a second date? Yeah, we are going to have a second date. I know. Um, The other small thing about this is that now that we're doing these kind of dates, there are no borders. And so you're not limited to people within your area, within 10 miles or whatever you set your dating app settings to. And Robbie actually lives in Austria. If we weren't in quarantine, that date would just never have happened. 
So I don't think you've actually told the listeners how you were introduced to Robbie, have you? I haven't, have I? <laughs> I actually borrowed a number from my housemate's little black book. Yeah, you did. Thanks, Nat. And speaking of, here she is. Hi. Welcome to Easy Peasy HQ. Oh, thank you. It looks a lot like my house. <laughs> <laughs> We're not here to talk about Robbie, but we are going to talk about you and your relationship and how you're balancing that with working on the front line at the NHS. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, thanks for coming. <laughs> upstairs. <laughs> All the way upstairs. Our situation is that I'm working in intensive care and we have decided, because we don't live together, that we need to be apart during the lockdown. I think there's a few things that are difficult about our situation and I think the most obvious one is the fact that we can't see each other and that's blanket rubbish but then because of my job there's the added layer of when we do talk about breaking the rules which we have done once Mm -hmm. am I gonna get arrested how popular are you (laughs) (laughs) so when we do talk about that we uh, worry about the fact that I give the virus to him he is taking some quite important exams so if he got unwell then that would be quite serious for his course and he'd have to delay it for six months so there's the health aspect that we have to worry about there's also the fact that our daily lives are just completely different I'm surrounded by people constantly, whether that be you guys or colleagues at work, patients. He is at home on his own, studying all day and has no stimulation really, whereas I'm constantly stimulated. And sometimes that's really great stimulation by my colleagues and by patients. At other times, that's really sad stimulation and that requires another level of emotional support. But because we're only connecting digitally, that means that we're totally out of sync with what we need from each other. And so that is something that has proven difficult and that we didn't expect. So has it changed the way you communicate? Yeah, so we only FaceTime now, whereas before, we'd probably just call each other every now and then. But it all just gets a bit much, doesn't it? All of these Zoom calls and all of this online stuff. And actually, as time has gone on, I find myself, especially alongside work, not wanting to be on my phone so much, even though I really want to talk to him and I miss him. I just want to put my phone down and not think about it. And I know that he has the same. And when they're out of sync, that can be quite difficult sometimes. Yeah, so I was going to ask, has it changed the amount that you communicate with him? I think we communicate a lot more, actually, but it's just not the same, is it? We talk about that a lot, and for us, we are a relatively new relationship, and for various reasons, we haven't been able to see each other throughout the winter as much as we'd like. And so this summer was going to be our time we were really looking forward to it and looking forward to all the experiences we were going to have together summer of love love. and I guess kind of mourning almost without sounding over the top all those times that we've lost together and so accepting that the months ahead of you have just vanished into thin air Mm. has been quite difficult to accept and we found that quite sad well you're not creating memories with each other anymore are you you're just kind of catching up on your day exactly that becomes potentially quite mundane after a while yeah and actually we said the other night that you're not moving forward in any relationship if you're just catching up on your day like Mm. yeah have you had any kind of 
strange arguments that you weren't expecting because obviously everyone's on a lot of pressure but you in particular being on the front line or under an incredible amount of pressure has that come out in any kind of ways yeah I mean I think there have been times when I've been a little bit emotional Mm -hmm. (laughs) but he has been amazing and he's a really sensitive soul and so I can't think of anyone better to help and guide me through all this (laughs) (laughs) and he's done some really cute things as well he sent me uh, some hot sauce yeah, we all benefited from We're that. Really Thanks, Sean. We really did. Uh, all the way from Germany that he had been, or we had been hunting for, for quite a few months. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> Actually, it was addressed to Frau Bolden. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really sweet. And I think it's really important to do those things to kind of keep... <laughs> Keep the flame alive. Uh, <laughs> just say it. I was gonna just ask. say it. You've been having lots of flame sex. Oh my god! <laughs> we haven't not been having lots of that. <laughs> oh god! Lots of that thing that I'm not going to say out loud. We'll cut it out. We <laughs> asked Hattie if they've been having loads of yeah. sex. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. That is great in its own right. Yeah. Yeah. In my experience, phone sex is, it's different from normal sex, obviously, but it's actually, it adds something. It's not just a worse version. I always feel like I have to kind of really break out of my comfort zone because it's one thing to dirty talk when you're having sex. This has suddenly got very (laughs) X-rated. But it's another thing to actually communicate sexy thoughts to your partner over the phone about what you would like them to do to you and you to do to them it's like more descriptive and you really have to think about it yeah I think it Whereas, takes a lot of work and you have to be very comfortable with each other more yeah, comfortable yeah. than if you're Whereas, in the same room well sex maybe. is like more intuitive whereas this is like yeah, yeah and logistically it's a nightmare yeah <laughs> you've got to think about angles lighting who's seeing who <laughs> who's seeing what <laughs> It's a lot, but it's very fun. (laughs) Good. So you were speaking earlier about the kind of stimulus you get at work. And obviously you said they were good and bad. And we hear about the bad all the time in the news. What kind of good stimulus do you get? I think that it's brought everyone together in a way that I've never seen before at hospital. And the level of unity and this feeling that we're all in it together is really quite special and we get free food (laughs) (laughs) and free parking and generally just feeling like we're all being appreciated and we're all being thought of is a really amazing feeling and the support that we've had from everyone is just incredible and so I think that has just lent itself to create this really lovely environment at work and it's actually a real pleasure to go into work every day because of that. It's quite funny I work with a German colleague who arrived in England a few months ago and we're all getting so excited about this free food and free parking and she's like what we get that anyway. Oh (laughs) interesting. Yeah so all of these amazing benefits we're getting and lots of countries are given and so I wonder if that will change things yeah forward. I was going to ask if you think that will continue I would hope that one good thing that will come of this is appreciation for the NHS and, and the incredible work and realising how much we rely on yeah. the NHS mm. I really hope so, I worry that people have short memories I worry that the government have short memories mm. but I think this will change a whole generation of people for the better and just change the way people view the NHS Okay well thanks so much Nat for giving us an insight to love on the front line
We also wanted to talk a bit about digital dating in general. Obviously, this is not a new thing. You know, people have been dating online for years. Yeah. I, I thought I'd do my stats about that. Hit us with those stats. There was a report released actually by eHarmony called The Future of Dating. And they found that between 2005 and 2014, 19% of relationships started online. Between 2015 and 2019, that was 32%. And they predict that by 2035, more than half of relationships will start online. Yeah, well, I believe it. But I remember a time when it was an embarrassing thing to say that you had met your partner online. So true. People are very interested in what they term e-babies, which are babies born to couples that met online so they think that by 2037 in the uk more than half of all the babies born will be e-babies e-babies which i actually find quite fascinating that is tons that is a lot but it also makes it sound like you've bought them on ebay (laughs) (laughs) these are (laughs) legitimate babies the legitimate babies have not been bought on ebay it's not just millennials who are going through this at the moment And actually, they think the biggest increase in people meeting online will be in the age group of 55 to 64, because they're having a 30% increase in people meeting online. Well, that's when everyone gets divorced, so that makes sense. True. It's true. The children have grown, they've gone to university. There's no no point staying together. Get out of that toxic relationship. And actually, my friend's dad is quarantining with a woman he met six weeks before lockdown. So uh, shout out to Chris. Doesn't matter how old you are. Well done, Chris. Love is in the air. And also in terms of making ourselves feel better and other people feel a bit better, because people internet date all the time, It's already, there's already been lots of research about it. And actually I read an interview with a psychologist in The Independent called Daria Cusk, where they said that it's not exactly rare for romance to blossom from behind a screen. It just isn't supposed to stay there indefinitely. It's completely doable for a relationship to flourish in the virtual sphere. Making use of technology to stay connected, to speak and see each other regularly and to engage in shared online activities may foster a strong emotional bond between a couple. So, well, do some of those weird Zoom things. Yeah. Caitlin, why don't you tell the listeners what we're doing next week? Next week, Tash and I are going to be going on a virtual speed dating event hosted by my lovely friend Katie. We will be updating you in next week's podcast. So there's 15 girls, 15 guys? Is that 15 right? girls, 15 guys. I mean, at the very least, we'll hopefully make some girlfriends out of it. So Tash and I thought it would be good to finish off with some tips for dating online. Obviously, we're not experts, but these are just some things that we've found. Yeah, we're not experts, so do seek professional help for your dating tip. <laughs> Always but, seek professional help. But this is what we can tell you. Lighting. I started my date at about half seven in the evening. I was sat in front of a window, and I must say, I was happy with my appearance. And then... It got to about half eight and the sun went down and I was like, oh my God, I look like a ghost. There's nothing I can do about it without being very obvious. So I thought, you know, I, I, I started out, I got a lamp and I think it was fine, but do maybe do a test run, call a friend first. Never do a lighting check during golden hour. Other one, it's just set up. So we all heard last week's podcast where I basically put in zero effort. I was wearing pyjamas. I've had a lot of negative feedback from that. I'm sorry, guys. He instantly put in more effort than you because he was wearing a Jamiroquai hat. So lesson learned. This time round, I went full out. Went nuclear. It was great, though, because it actually put me in the mindset of being on a date, I think. It really helped with 
how I felt about it, how confident I was. So I set up a table and chairs in my bedroom and I got a wine bottle, stuck a candle in it, got some olives for the table. I fancy folded up some napkins. Did you eat all the olives? No, they were so salty. (laughs) They were proper olives. Shame. Uh, That's great because I didn't think about it at all and about two minutes before we were going to call, I just panicked and I balanced my phone on a plant pot and that was a terrible idea. And as always, not just in quarantine, think about your dating profile. So this again just came up in another article I was reading and I thought it was quite funny. So these are these are tips from Adam Lyons, who's a relationship expert and dating coach. What a job. Such he is a prof- he is a professional. Ask seek him. help from him. Yeah. So he says Instead of writing, I like long walks from my TV to my fridge and back again, as that's all I can do during quarantine. You flip it. So you say, I like someone that enjoys long walks from their TV to their fridge and back again, as let's be real, that's all someone can do during quarantine. Makes it more relatable, because then when they're reading it, their inner monologue goes, that's me, and then they want to message you. That's so good. That's very, very clever. Psychology. And then when you're messaging... I mean, I really struggle with this. I never know what to say on the opening message. They say messages like hi or happy insert day of the week here are the worst. And I always say that. I think that hi and hey and whatever all of those ones are are fine. I have to say I don't like the whole happy Friday thing. Yeah, actually, I don't say that actually. Don't don't put yourself (laughs) down. That's not you. You're not that person. I don't say that. But the hi, I think a hi, how are you? How is your week been? Is absolutely fine. Like we're all normal people. I would never ever go up to someone in the street that I thought was hot and be like, hey, I'm Caitlin, tell me two truths and a lie. (laughs) What the hell? Yeah, true. Adam Lyons suggests comment on something in their profile. I think we know this already, but the example they give really makes me laugh. So if they're chugging on a beer, you can comment saying, that is literally my favourite thing to do, so long as it's Miller Lite, not so much into Corona anymore, (laughs) ha ha. That's excellent. And now No, ev- that's terrible. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tasha and I have a very different dating approach. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. Well, Fine. I mean, yeah, I mean, let's not argue with the experts. And then also, finally, thoughts on ways to find a date. Obviously, we've talked a lot about dating apps, but let's not forget, you're spending more time on your street and in your house than ever before. And so... One of our friends is now going out with her neighbour. They'd never, by coincidence, had never met before. Obviously, everyone's at home a lot now. They met, I think, hanging up their washing? They were hanging up their washing and they met. Zoom parties. I think there is a real gap in the market for a Zoom-style party where you can then break off with someone, say, like, invite them into the kitchen. Which, well, that's essentially what we're going to be doing next next week. (laughs) So so we'll let you know how that goes. Also, one of my absolute favourite ways of getting a date is asking friends to set you up. I've gone on dates with my friends' boyfriends' friends. I've gone on dates with my friends' bosses. And if you know that they have some kind of connection to your friend circle, you know they're not a psycho, which is always a bonus. Always good. And... I think if you haven't met them up until now, you're not going to meet them after lockdown. So why not set it up now as a Zoom date? What have you got to lose? Thanks for listening to episode two, everyone. Thank you, guys. Stay safe. Stay ho.